Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the seventh episode of the Bama Baseline podcast for the 2020-2021 season. We have a great show ahead of us today with a lot of exciting developments to talk about, including anything involving your Crimson Tide. First up, we have the SEC tournament win, starting with a matchup against Mississippi State. Alabama won 85-48. Anything you guys noticed during the game? Uh, yeah, this was just a game completely dominated by Alabama from the get-go. We held them to 19 first-half points, which is, like, insane. Our defense was just locking up the whole game. And honestly, like, this was just, uh, like, another day in the office for the Crimson Tide. This was just an easy win. And, yeah, it was just great to watch. Yeah, this was all defense, defense, defense. And I think this really set the tone for um, what eventually, you know, the defense that would eventually win this tournament for the Crimson Tide. Um, everyone played, everybody pretty much scored, I think, a one or two, maybe. Um, oh, I guess Bruner didn't score. But uh, this was totally de- dominated by defense. Uh, closeouts were amazing. Bunch of steals, bunch of rebounds. Just everything you could think of for the Crimson Tide went well. You know, 11 steals in the game. And the offense played really really well. And Javon, off the bench, continues to be our leading scorer and really just playing well. So, overall, this this dominance by Alabama in the Mississippi State game was just a great tone setter. Yeah, I I do think uh, the Mississippi State game is is and was huge for Nate Oates' rotation. Uh, Everybody got in. Everybody got some minutes. Everybody got some shots up. And... Based upon the performances in this first game, you see how the lineup is reflected uh, against Tennessee. Against Tennessee, Ellis sneak, uh, snuck into the starting lineup, and Javon uh, started maintaining uh, maintained his hefty load of minutes from the bench. Um, I think, I think this bench is deep. I think this team is deep. I think they're ready to go, and I think if Javon's going to come off the bench and shoot, um, and shoot over. 60% from the field. I don't think we're losing that many games in March. Um, no, no, you're absolutely right. And it's, it's honestly starting to come down to what we talked about last week and Jackson, kind of what you pinpointed was Alabama has one speed and they beat you because all 12 guys that play can play that one speed. Whereas most teams don't have that. Um, you know, obviously Ellis sneaks in um, with the loss to Primo. We'll see his availability later in the tournament, but he is out for the first game um, that we know of so far. But Ellis does come in, does a great job, and honestly progressed a lot during this tournament in the last two games. Um, sure. Oh, yeah. You know, Javon, like you said, is, has done great, and you're absolutely right. Coming off the bench, shooting 60%. I mean, like, boy's going to play. But I would say another big player that kind of woke up, I won't say um, show, you know, showed up, but he woke up uh, from a little bit of a lull, and that's the SEC Player of the Year, Herb Jones. I mean, 20 points, 13 rebounds, that's a double-double. Uh, d- dude's just everywhere, and it's starting to look like he could play whenever, like, he's got a different level when it comes to tournament play, so. it's it, we, we were talking about all before the tournament, we were talking about who's going to step up. I think Herb Jones was listening. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I mean, like you said, that that was an absolutely dominant performance, especially versus Tennessee. I mean, he uh, he stepped up. I mean, there's no other way to put it. Good for him. While I think, 
I think Herb Jones during this tournament solidified himself as the leader come March. I think as of right now, um, this team is led by Herb Jones and his effort uh, in all phases of the game. But I think Herb Jones is supported extremely well by uh, one of the best six men in college basketball, Javon Quinterly, MVP of the tournament. And he won this MVP through his consistent performances. Because uh, every other night, a guy, uh, somebody else had a big night. Herb Jones had two big nights against LSU and Tennessee, but only scored about eight against Mississippi State. And Javon dropped 14, 19, and 14. And on on 75% from the field, that'll get you an MVP. Um, but, I mean, I hate to say it, but it's looking like John Petty is becoming a, a catch-and-shoot guy. Um, if that's the role he's going to take, I don't have a problem with it. I mean, I think he can do more, but if that's the role he's going to take, he's still got to shoot more efficiently. I thought this was kind of an ugly tournament for John Petty. I just got, I just personally feel like he's just got to accept whatever like role he has, he has like for in order for us to win. I mean, like if it means he's going to be like a catch and shoot guy, like he has been the past couple of games in this sec tournament. I mean, we've been winning. So, I mean, it's, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah. So, I mean, I just don't think, like, I think Petty will take over when he needs to. I don't think he's, like, I think we're better off when we're not, like, relying on John to, like, have a breakout game. We need, because, like, Alabama, like, our whole roster is deep. Like, we have a bunch of players, like you guys have said, like, that can play at that one speed and can just play basketball in general. So, I mean, I think Petty will step up when he needs to, but I think the role he's in right now is working just fine. Yeah, and I also think John Petty kind of flies under the radar because he we are used to him being the top scorer on our team, but he's doing a lot of other good things for the team. I mean, his defense intense his defensive intensity oh, yeah. is extremely improved. He's rebounding the ball like a champ from the guard position. Oh no, the hustle the hustle stats are amazing. So I mean, listen, if if, if he's gonna just sit on the outside and shoot threes when he catches the ball, fine by me, because he's gonna make it ninety percent of the time. So you know, if we do, yeah, it sucks, but like he'll show up when he needs to. And honestly, he's getting the hustle stats we need to win, and he's going to be there to make shots when he needs to. So I'm not really worried about this. Um, you know, the other thing I did see in the LSU game, Jaden Shackleford, 21 points. I mean, oh, another yeah. guy that can just light it up. And I think he's also benefiting from starting to be able to be a catch and shoot guy with Javon in the game. Um, you know, off those corner threes, that quick driving kick by either Herbert Quinterly, right to Shackleford. I mean, he's got one of the fastest releases on the team, maybe in the country. He just cans it from the corner yeah. every time. I just feel like you can feel like when you know it's going in for him. There's it's there's like, a couple yeah, there's a couple players on this team where you're like, it's either their size up or the way they catch it. You're like, that is just hitting nothing but the bottom of the net. Like I feel I feel like Petty is like definitely you can tell the most. Oh yeah, Petty Shackelford. When when Javon does the behind the back twice and one dribble oh, yeah. to his right and then yeah. step back for three, that thing is water every single time. That size oh, yeah. up, like I'm like in two K the next day. Like how do I get this size up? He had that, that one. Uh, let's talk about that that one play he had. It was like the spin and then he went into your euro. I for, who was that against Tennessee? I believe. No, it was against LS or Tennessee. LSU. Yeah, it was filthy. Yeah, LSU. Oh, it was so cold. He's a creative driver of the basketball, and if you shoulder some of the offensive burden on him, 
he will find a way to get you points. I mean, I, I, I think this team plays at its best when they rely on Herb and Javon driving and kicking. That's it's the it's the recipe. Dude, if we do that the entire tournament, who's good luck everybody else? Good luck everybody else. Herb Jones, Javon Quinterly pick and roll. Who's who's stopping a Herb Jones, Javon Quinterly pick and fade? <laughs> who's not, like who's stopping this? Dude, we gotta stop because I'm about to fill out so many more brackets right now. I just oh. can't get over. I just personally can't get over like how much like culture has changed. Like honestly, like the difference between Nate Oates' Alabama team and Avery Johnson's Alabama team, in my opinion, at least. Like when I was here for a- Avery Johnson, like that team would always like tr- find a way to lose. Like yeah, they just didn't know how to win. Yeah, exactly. If you look at the team now, like. Nate Oates like finds a way to win, and like that's complete. That's new, like for Alabama basketball. We haven't seen that in a while, and like I just love that we always find a not always, but we find ways to win. We don't find ways to lose. Yeah, for certain credit where credit is due. Um, I was definitely down on this team a couple weeks ago. They, they were a little bit of a rut. I think in the past in March, since March has started, this team's been on fire um and i i love it i love it and again like you said john petty was a hustle in this tournament if he gets that shot a little bit better if he gets that shot just a little bit righter we're gonna have a team that is almost impossible to stop right now we are just some scoring and efficiency away from being a a number one seed listen dick vitale says in order to be successful in the tournament once March hits, your record is O and L, mm-hmm. and it only matters what you do from there. That's so right. we're on fire right now. Um, so we'll talk about the tournament when we come back in part two, but it's it's about to get exciting, Pipe fans. And not only for the men's side, but the women's also made the tournament, and we'll have an interesting game coming up. So please stick around, and we'll be right back with the Bama Baseline podcast. Hi, this is Eli Gold, the voice of the Crimson Tide, and I love 90.7, the capstone. Welcome back to the Bama Baseline podcast. It's March, folks, and the brackets are set. So now we're going to talk some actual bracketology uh, because we have all the teams. So, boys, we have been conversing and filling out our brackets in the the breaks here. But now it's for the moment of truth. You have to reveal your bracket. So... With that being said, I'm going to run down each matchup, and then you're going to give me your pick from your best bracket, all right? Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, so Gonzaga versus whatever 16. I don't even think we need to discuss Gonzaga. Next, <laughs> next, Oklahoma and Missouri. I could see this game going either way, but I have Oklahoma just edging out Missouri. Yeah, I am with Jackson. I have Oklahoma this game. Okay, so I'm on the opposite side. Uh, again, think it's going to be close. Just think Missouri's going to beat it out. Missouri's been kind of down for too long, and I think they did show a lot of good things in the SEC tournament, so I think they can edge this one out. Just because I also think Oklahoma's kind of trending in a bad way. Um, now, this is one that I've been saying to these guys basically the whole day, uh, but Creighton UCSB, and I'm taking the Gauchos, which is their mascot, by the way, the UCSB Gauchos. So, it can't be. I mean, it cannot be a uh, can't be a bracket without a five twelve upset. Right. Yeah. Right. Um. 
what do you guys got that there? I'm taking uh, UCSB with you. I mean, I haven't heard Creighton making any type of noise. I don't expect their, I'm, I don't expect their advantage to be that much. I'm, I'm gonna take uh, Creighton here. I'm gonna do the opposite here. I mean, I just, I don't know. I don't feel like five twelve upsets gonna happen here. I feel like Creighton's gonna close. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, Virginia versus Ohio. I have Virginia. Virginia. I. This is where I have an upset. I have Ohio. Ooh, all right, all right. Upset. All right, we got a we got a USC versus the winner of Wichita State and Drake. I am taking the winner of Wichita State and Drake because I think both teams are talented enough to beat USC. I don't know. I I think I'm gonna have to stick with USC here. Uh, I'm just a little bit more confident in them. All right, all right. Taking USC as well. Okay. All right. Let's go to the next game, Kansas and Eastern Washington. I've got Kansas, baby. Kansas, Kansas. is hot in March. I've got Kansas. Kansas. Uh, Oregon and VCU. I have Oregon. I also have Oregon. I think Oregon's going to make a run here. Okay. All right. All right. Then we got Iowa and Grand Canyon. I have Iowa. I think Iowa is super hot yep. right now. Mm-hmm. Good Garza, baby. Yeah. Uh, Michigan and the 16th seed. I think we can already just go ahead and say we're taking all ones through the 16 games, and we can just skip through the, those. Yeah. Okay. Um, here's an interesting one. LSU and St. Bonaventure. I have LSU. I think they played us tough, and I think they're going to be hot in March. I've got LSU, too. I think they're a smart program, and they're well-loved. After uh, talking to you guys in the break, you guys convinced me to take LSU, so I am taking LSU. All right. Um, Colorado and Georgetown. I heard... Uh, Colin Cowherd this morning say that Colorado was his sleeper team and they could be run. Therefore, I'm putting everything I own on Georgetown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yep. Give me Georgetown. College tuition, all of it. Huge Knicks fan. Patrick Ewing coaches Georgetown. Cannot go against him. Hmm. How was that? How was that beating a couple days ago, by the way? For the Knicks, just ask him. Uh, uh, beating with five points. Yeah, let's let's keep this Alabama. <laughs> All right, uh, Florida State, UNC Greensboro. Florida State is my sleeper to make another run, just like Oregon. I would agree. I've got Florida State going to the Sweet 16. Let me correct it. Florida State is not a sleeper, but they're four seed. <sighs> yeah, that's true. Um, BYU in the winner of Miss- Michigan State and UCLA. I, again, took the playing game here because, once again, I think that either team can beat BYU. I, I, I'm definitely – I definitely tend to lean towards uh, your side of this argument. If it's uh, if it's Michigan State, I've got a little bit more confidence uh, than UCLA. But either way, both of those teams can be BYU, no problem. Or maybe not, no problem, but they yeah. both can do it. I have BYU. I, I honestly, I just guessed that game, to be honest. I don't know much about either of those teams. All right. Uh, Texas and Adeline Christian. I have Texas. I think that's pretty. Texas. Texas. Yeah, yeah Texas, too. I'm watch. Uh, UConn and Maryland, I have UConn. UConn's on a little bit of a run right now, so I think they're going to keep that going. Yeah, I've got UConn over Maryland, too. I also have UConn. Uh, and then Alabama versus Iona, I think you know what we got here, baby. Let's go. Yo, oh. <laughs> Skip Bayless has Alabama. Let's talk about that. Oh, my uh, God. Right. Put that everything was- you own on Iona. We're losing first round now. If Skip Bayless has us winning first round, we uh. – Good Lord. Uh, skipping over the one, Baylor's going to win. 
North Carolina, Wisconsin. I have North Carolina. Not really sure why. I just kind of threw it up there. Yep, North Carolina. I don't know. I recognize the logo. Yep. Yeah, I have North Carolina as well. I just don't see Wisconsin beating them. Uh, the next – the next – sorry, go ahead. No, I said I was just trusting Roy Williams. Oh, okay. Uh, the next one, I have Villanova against Winthrop. Uh, even though a lot of people think this is where the 5-12 upset's going to be, I think, again, if we're going to pick – like you just said, Roy Williams, I'm picking Jay Wright too. Simple as that. Yeah, I – I it just wouldn't be March Madness without Villanova making a run, so I'm not betting against Villanova. I just really – I think this game's going to be a lot closer than what people say. I am taking Winthrop. Winthrop, just from – Looking at their stats, they're twenty-three and one. So I mean, they got to be somewhat of a good basketball team. I'm get, I, and Villanova is missing their best player. I'm sure, right? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. I mean, I just don't think Villanova is gonna have it together in the first round. I think they're gonna be upset by one drop. Cool. All right. Um, I got Purdue in the next one against North Texas. I got Purdue. I have Purdue as well. All right. Texas Tech, Utah State. I have Texas Tech. I got Patty Mahomes, you. Mac McClung. Yep. Uh, Arkansas and Colgate, I have Arkansas. I also have Arkansas. I'm trying to tell you guys, this this is where an upset might happen. But you guys don't believe me. If it happens, I will be coming back, and I will be talking about this. Fair enough. I still have Arkansas. Fair enough. Uh, Virginia Tech and Florida, I'm taking the Hokies here. Virginia Tech. I got Virginia Tech. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm taking Virginia Tech as well. Uh, Ohio State and Oral Roberts. Ohio State. Yep, I got Ohio State. Not betting against Ohio State. Not too many surprises. Illinois and Drexel. I got Illinois. We pretty yep. established. Uh, Loyola, Chicago, and Georgia Tech. It's now, I had, I had Georgia Tech initially, but with the announcement of a couple injuries, I have Loyola, Chicago. The announcement of a couple injuries. You mean the blessing that Saint that uh Sister Jean's gonna be at every game? Man, come on. Loyola does not lose when Sister Jean is in the house. I've got Loyola Chicago. I I think it's hard to bet against Sister Jean right now. I, I think Loyola Chicago, I want to see another Sister Jean, Sister Jean. <laughs> All right. Next game we got is Tennessee, Oregon State. Oregon State's hot, but I got Tennessee. I also got Tennessee. Tennessee. I hate Tennessee. Uh, Oklahoma State and Liberty, uh, Cade Cunningham, best player in college basketball. So much yeah, time talking about Cade Cunningham is going to take over this March Madness tournament. He is going to prove why he's the best player in the country. All right. Uh, San Diego State and Syracuse. I have Syracuse because even though I hate the guy and even though I am a fan of Syracuse, Jim Beheim somehow can take garbage to the Final Four if he really wants to. So I'm taking Syracuse here. Yeah, Brandon, you convinced me. Uh, I originally had San Diego State, but I I am taking Syracuse. Sorry, uh, Syracuse as well. We're all going for the upset here. Go Orange, baby. Bama baseline is for the Syracuse Orange. <laughs> Throwing it out there. That's, uh, a, that's an Yeah. Uh, West Virginia versus Morehead State. West Virginia. Yep. Yep. Over. Uh, and then Clemson and Rutgers. If you don't take this upset, you're a casual. You're a casual. That is true. Rutgers, right. is, uh, Rutgers is upsetting Clemson. This is the Rutgers. upset in the whole tournament. Rutgers, okay. All right, so we're all taking Rutgers here. I got Rutgers. And then Houston and Cleveland State. Yeah, I got Houston. All right, 
I don't like Houston, but I'm still going to take them. I have Cleveland State, and I'll tell you why. In the past five years, there's been five 215 upsets. It's for sure not coming to Iowa, for sure not coming to Ohio State, definitely not coming to Alabama. It has to come somewhere. Houston's kind of down. Cleveland State's hot. Give me Cleveland State. Oh, if you take Cleveland State, that must mean you got Rutgers going to the Sweet 16. I do have Rutgers going to the Sweet 16. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Hey, I'm Paul Feinbaum, my favorite station in the world, 90.7, the Capstone. And we're going to just jump ahead here for time's sake. So we're going to go to the Sweet 16, what everybody has for the Sweet 16. So I guess I have to put myself on blast first. So I'll run down my Sweet 16 here. Uh, so in the West, I have number one Gonzaga taking on number four Virginia. Gonzaga gets the win, moves to the Elite Eight. I also have Kansas and Iowa squaring off, and I have Iowa taking the win here because I think Iowa's going to build up some steam. Um, next in the East, I have Michigan versus Florida State. Mich- and Florida State pulls off the upset to head to the Elite Eight. I also have Texas and Alabama, and Alabama will be beating Texas to take on Florida State in the Elite Eight. I have Baylor beating Purdue, and I also have Ohio State beating Arkansas. And then the Midwest is where it gets a little bit crazy. I have Oklahoma State beating Illinois, and I have Syracuse and Rutgers squaring off in the Sweet 16. Syracuse squeaks by with a win, and we have an interesting matchup for the Elite Eight. Guys, what's your Sweet 16? That, wow, that was, a, that was an interesting Sweet 16. Mine is a little bit uh, plainer. I've got, I also have Gonzaga, Virginia. Squared off in the first matchup in the West. I got Gonzaga going on. Uh, I got Kansas, Iowa, but I have Kansas moving on as opposed to Iowa. Um, I've got Michigan, Florida State, and I've got Michigan taking this one. Florida State is sneaky. They're under the radar, and I like them a lot, but I like Michigan a little bit more. And I've got Alabama versus the winner of MSU UCLA um, to advance. Wow. In the South, I have Baylor versus Villanova, and I have Villanova advancing. Uh, Texas Tech versus Ohio State, and I've got Texas Tech going too. So I have a, I have, I have so many upsets in the South. Um, All right. I've got, but I've got Villanova. I've got Villanova for a long time. Um, I've got Illinois. I've got Illinois losing to Oklahoma State in the Sweet 16, and I have West Virginia over Rutgers as well. All right. For my Sweet 16, I have Gonzaga over Creighton. I have Creighton making the Sweet 16. Wow. Wow. Well, before that, I had Creighton, Ohio, so I picked Creighton. Um, Then I have Iowa beating USC. They're just hot. And then I have Florida State beating Michigan. I'm telling you, everyone's sleeping on Florida State. (laughs) Not a sleeper, but people are sleeping. Uh, Alabama over Texas, obviously. Uh, I have Purdue over Baylor. Wow. Okay. I th- I think Baylor is gonna go down. I don't know. They've just been losing recently, so I think they're gonna get caught. All right. And then I have Ohio State over Texas Tech. And okay. In the Midwest, like you guys, un- well, actually, unlike you guys, I have Illinois over Oklahoma State. I think that's where Cade Cunningham's run stops. Okay. And then I have West Virginia over Houston. All right. Now we're moving to the Elite Eight. This is where this is where it separates the men from the boys, gentlemen. Um, uh-huh. So uh, in the West, 
I have Gonzaga playing Iowa. Iowa gets their revenge from earlier in the season, heading to the final four on the back of Luka Garza. I have Alabama playing Florida State, and the combination of Herb Jones and Javon Quinnery go off for over 40 points and win the game. Alabama heading to the final four to play Iowa. I have Baylor taking on Ohio State, and Baylor's dominance continues by taking down the Buckeyes and going to the final four. Finally, I have the most conflicting matchup for myself and my family, Oklahoma State versus Syracuse, two two house uh, fandoms in there. But I have Cade Cunningham keeping the dream alive for the Pokes and heading to the final four to play Baylor. Yeah, I like it. Um, I think that's going to be a common a common bracket look in March. Uh, for me, I've got I've got Gonzaga over Kansas. Um, Gonzaga advancing to the Final Four. Gonzaga's just been they've been uh, they've been great all year. Um, yeah. I wouldn't really feel I I wouldn't feel comfortable betting against Gonzaga. That's just because I'm too scared of them. Um, I've got Michigan State, Alabama, and I've got Alabama advancing to the Final Four. Why would I pick Michigan State? Come on. Um, in the South, I've got Villanova over Texas Tech to advance to the Final Four. I like Villanova. They're they're extremely well run, great coach. I think I I don't know. I just can't bet against them. And I have Oklahoma State over West Virginia to make an appearance in the Final Four. All right, so our Elite Eight. I have Gonzaga over Iowa. Gonzaga beats them again. And then I have Alabama over Florida State. Of course, I'm not going to not take Alabama. And then in the South, I have Purdue beating Ohio State. Wow. Purdue making the Final Four. And then in the Midwest, I have Illinois over West Virginia. All right. So now finally moving into the Final Four. I have number two Iowa facing off against number two Alabama. And Iowa's high-strength offense is stopped by the Crimson Tide defense. Will Crimson Tide keep the dream alive for a dual championship to head to the championship? And who will they face? None other than Oklahoma State, who beats Baylor once again to head to the championship on the back of a 42-point performance Cade Cunningham puts out. Wow. In overtime. I've got (laughs) Alabama in Final Four. And by some miracle, John Petty gets hot from three. Alabama beats Gonzaga. I don't know how. Frankly, I I really don't know how. This is kind of just wishful thinking because I think Gonzaga is that good. Um, but I think we do it. I think we can. I think if we get there, we can get it done. All right. I yeah. Have, My- I have Villanova over Oklahoma State to advance to the national championship. I don't know. I I just really like Villanova too much. I think their I think their pedigree is going to have a big part to play in their run this year. My uh, final four: I have Alabama over Gonzaga. Nate Oates is going to get everyone ready. We're going to be chucking that three like there's no tomorrow. We're going to be hitting that three like there's no tomorrow. We're going to come out, beat Gonzaga by twenty. We're going to do it all. We're we're going to be we're going to prove we're the top dog in the country, not just football, but in basketball. I get excited. I want to go. <laughs> Want to go and then in my other in the South and Midwest? I have Illinois over uh, Purdue. That's where Purdue's run will stop in the national championship. Alabama beating Illinois. Wow! All right, yeah. For my national championship, 
Let me just set the scene for you. Game is tied at 84. There's about 12 seconds left on the clock. Kate Cunningham has the ball. He's driving to the basket. But Herb Jones, the SEC Defensive Player of the Year, steals it from him and drives down the court, dunking the basketball as Cade Cunningham contests for an and one. Two seconds left. Herb makes the free throw, and Alabama wins the championship 87-84 to on the back of the SEC Player of the Year, Herb Jones, assisted by Javon, and the Crimson Tide faithful are once again dancing on the strip. I've got the John Petty comeback story of the ages against Villanova in the national championship. I've got a Javon drive to the basket off a Herb Jones pick and roll or pick and fade. Cause you know, Herb loves that three. I've got Javon driving in the basket, kicks it out to the corner to John Petty for what looks like an open three until, until a member of the Villanova defense comes over to try and contest. Petty sinks the shot. Cause he always makes it when it's contested, goes to the line for the end one makes it. Alabama wins 73-69 over Villanova, and there will be tear gas on the strip. Um, I, I personally, if we make the if we make the national championship, I I'm telling you right now that is going to be John Petty's game. That is, going, that is going to be the game where he just shuts everyone up from what they were talking about the whole season. John Petty's gonna go in, drop in case in my bracket, he's gonna drop. 30 against Illinois. He's up 30. He's gonna I don't even care how he does it. Just shoot 10 threes, make them all. He is going to put up the performance of a lifetime in the national championship. Silent I like offense. it. Oh my god. I would love that so much for him. That would make me and all Alabama fans happy. Oh my god. Just I like it. Okay. I like it. Um so yeah, that's that's the men's bracket for us. Uh, the women did get in the tournament. They are now a six seed uh, in their region, and they will be, or sorry, seven seed in their region. They will be playing the North Carolina Tar Heels. Um, I like this draw for them. I think there's definitely some opportunities to beat uh, a couple of teams and get on a little run here. Um, but let's just let's just give our final fours for the women's bracket. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead. I'll start. Um, you know, I really like UConn, obviously, coming out of theirs. I like I like NC State. I think Texas A&M takes this one home and brings it to the Final Four. I think South Carolina, out of their region, does. And, you know, Louisville's been a really good team, so I think I'm going to take Louisville out of that other. Out of that yeah, other I was region. just about to say, Louisville, you can't, you can't sleep on Louisville for the women's. I like like you said i mean i mean i personally can't see a final four in the women's bracket literally without yukon and gino and um another team i really like like you said is louisville but i think people are sleep i'm not sleeping but i think stanford's gonna go for a run yeah the first thing you do in any women's bracket is take yukon to the final four uh probably national championship at that rate um but yeah i've got I've got the Crimson Tide losing in the first round of North Carolina. I don't know. I think they're playing really hot, and they're playing really well. As much as I want to take them, I don't know. I just I, I feel like they 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 just they tend to hit a wall sometimes. I feel like this game might be the unfortunate place where they hit a wall. I think North Carolina gets knocked out to Maryland in the uh, round of 32. Uh, but that's besides the point. I'm taking UConn all the way. 
I don't even need to read the I, I, just, I, just, don't, I just don't see how anyone can bet against UConn. They're just their women's program is just so dominant. Like they're outstanding. All, they're all outstanding. These, honestly, yeah. well, honestly, I'll say it's it's honestly one of the most underrated dynasties like ever. Oh yeah, I'd say that women's you like no because like women's basketball is just like no one really. I'm not saying no one really follows it, but like it's not as popular as men and like it doesn't get the attention look, it deserves look, yes pe- people are seeming to look over how dominant this like if a team in the nba was this or like college basketball was this dominant for this long like it would be the talk forever yeah you're but, right yeah that was um, yeah so we actually don't have a part three for today. We're just going to go ahead and, you know, Jackson already started with the women's and kind of preview the game. Uh, Jackson's has them losing, unfortunately, to UNC. But I do have them winning. I think I think Coach Curry's going to have the girls ready to go for their first appearance since 1999. Um, I think they're going to be excited. Now, I, I, you know, we'll get to the point where we see if they can beat that Maryland team. But I definitely think they can get the win 52 to 47 Alabama beats UNC. I just I just think like the same trend the whole year. They need their stars to show up and if their stars show up, we are an underrated team in this tournament. We could make a run if our stars like Walker and all of them just show up. Yeah. Agreed. 100% agreed. It would be so nice to see Alabama men's and women's make a run. Just imagine we win first round against North Carolina, and then we go on to beat Maryland. That would be great. That'd be so awesome. Um, all right, and now previewing on Saturday. I believe it is at three p.m. Central. Alabama Crimson Tide and Nate Oates take on Rick Pitino and the Iona Gales. I. I like we said earlier. I don't think this is going to be a big issue at all. I, this is going to be another day in the office for the Crimson Tide. They're just going to be shooting that three ball, making it, going home, no problem. Well, I agree with you. I will think. I do think it'll be a, a sort of a kind of. It's a two. It's a two seed versus fifteen seed for a reason. In this case, I don't think a, an upset is really possible. But I think an upset really isn't possible because of the way the Crimson Tide are going to approach this game. Um, I think Nate Oates has really instilled a sense of every team. We are not like we are vulnerable. Any team can beat us mentality. So they don't I don't really think they take any teams off nowadays. Um, I think Arkansas really humbled them. I think Missouri really humbled them earlier on this year. And I think they approach this game with the right mindset and come out with an undisputed victory because of the mindset they come into the game with. I just want to comment on you saying, like, it's not possible. I think UMBC has entered the chat. <laughs> all right, well, all right. I just, I just, like, honestly, me at least me personally, after seeing UMBC, like, a 16 seed take down a one seed, I mean, like, any team can be beat on any day, as they prove. But I just, I just don't think Iona, like, can keep up with our, like, pace and style of play like we play fast and i don't know yeah. a team like iona can like keep up with us yeah i would agree i think that's my water bottle just falls off my desk um no i i, I think the first five minutes are probably going to be interesting they're, they're probably they might come out and try to punch us in the mouth which 
They probably will. You know, I I could see it like first media timeout, 14-14. Uh, but after that, uh, you better get an umbrella, Iona, because it's about to rain on you. Um, yeah, Alabama's bigger. My argument for Alabama this entire tournament and why they're going to make it so far for me is bigger, faster, stronger. Simple as that. They're faster. They play so much faster than everyone. They're deep. They're bigger. And they're better. They're just, that's, that's it. Bigger, faster, stronger. All it is. Yeah, I think as, as much as I, yeah, as, as much as I am not a fan of the show Undisputed because of Skip Bayless and his stupid takes, I think this does harken back to something they mentioned. Uh, we're, 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 if we're stronger than the fastest, we're fastest than the strongest. Um, either way, this team can beat you somehow. It's just a matter of How? if the team's ready to do it. I think this team could beat anybody on any day at any time. I we, just think we, they need to be ready. We can compete with any – like, if we're on, like, if we're, like, hot, we could literally compete with any team in this country, even yeah. Gonzaga. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Meet us meet us in whatever arena we're playing at in Indiana. Just and, wait. Uh, just wait until Javon's averaging 19 a game in the tournament. Just wait. Just wait. 19 bro, here, here's the question. An average 19 points, 4.3 assists, and maybe oh, only like two or three boards. He grabs boards some games, but not all the time. He'll be shooting 60% from the field, 40% from three. Lock it. Lock does, it. Does Javon get a start in the tournament? No. Not, no. I, I think you, you, he, he is excelling in this role. I think you don't mess with it. Dude, Dion Waiters was the uh, like arguably the NCAA tournament player MVP. The whatever year Syracuse made it, they ended up getting bounced early. But he was, I think they made it to like the Elite Eight, Malsa Traber. But he was a six man. He was easily the player of the tournament. He averaged like twenty two. I could easily see Javon doing the same thing. Yeah, I think I think the only way you take Javon off the bench is if he drops forty against Iona. I think. <laughs> He would need to drop 40 against Iona, shooting 80% from the field, making, like, all of his threes for Nadeau's to go, okay, all right, maybe we should start him. Yeah. Yeah, he's got to pull what Cam Thomas is doing to us against LSU. Mm-hmm. That man was really pulling from half court. Yeah, dude, I hate I hate LSU, and I hate Trenton Watford, but, damn, that dude dropped 40. Right. <laughs> like, right? Whoa. I mean, obviously we won, and that doesn't, like, scare me from the defensive end because – they did have that big guy who, like, I think the stat is if he scores, like, over – if he scores in double digits, they're, like, 1-2-0. and oh. He had two points. That's one of those dumb ESPN stats. He had two points. So, like – but I did, like – I did, like, at a certain point when Brees was trying to guard Trendon, and Herb just grabbed him and was like, <laughs> back there, like, I'm going to do this. He was like, what are you doing? Oh, my God. Oh, that was priceless. Trendon's going to be a great NBA player. Yeah, Trenton's good. If he didn't, if he wasn't involved in the whole scandal, I would, I would actually not hate him. But he's a cheating mind scumbag, so <laughs> it is what it is. It is what it is. What it is. So with that being said, folks, this is Bama Baseline. This is March. Whoa. Get ready. Uh, be on your couch at 11 a.m. tomorrow if you're Central Time. Get ready to go. Get settled in. Listen to Bama Baseline about an hour and a half before. Get your fill. Get ready. 
Here we go. And here we go. Here we go. Once.